Hello, and welcome to Embracing Abundance. I'm your host, Peyton Clark, and I truly believe that each one of us, especially you, holds the potential for abundant living. Together, we'll dive into physical health, nutrition, mental wellness, spiritual growth, and financial wisdom. I'm devoted to unpacking the knowledge behind these areas, giving you tangible takeaways for everyday life. Each episode draws you closer to understanding how to live a life full of abundance. So whether you're sipping on your morning coffee, on a long drive, or winding down for the day, let's journey towards unlocking your fullest potential. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Embracing Abundance. I am so grateful for each and every one of you listening here today, and today's episode is going to be a little bit different in that I'm going to share the audio of a masterclass recording that I did for our free Facebook community just a few months ago. So I really wanted to share this masterclass because of how powerful I believe the message is. A lot of us women have gotten sucked into the fad diet marketing chasing quick results like lose 20 pounds in a week or getting stuck in the restrict binge cycle and just struggling with food guilt. Maybe you never feel comfortable around food in a social setting, like you have no sense of real control and like food is a constant thought, a stressor even. I was in this exact spot five or so years ago, struggling with the same struggles I know a lot of you still face. And the purpose of this masterclass recording is to help each and every one of you break free from the constraints of restrictive dieting and discover how to enjoy food without compromising your health and wellness goals. If you stay towards the end, you'll also hear the story of our incredible client who has absolutely killed it and has not only achieved physical results, but also has completely changed her life and her relationship with food. It is just so inspiring. You definitely don't want to miss this story. And the audio will be a little different for the rest of the episode because it was recorded without a microphone, but still super valuable information that I know you guys will love. If you enjoyed this masterclass and want more trainings and freebies just like this, click the link in our show notes to join our free Facebook community where we help busy, exhausted women lose fads and build healthy habits that last a lifetime. Hope you guys enjoy and make sure to share and leave a review on Apple Podcasts as that really helps us grow here. Hello everybody and welcome to the Food Freedom Masterclass. So today we're going to talk a lot about how to ditch restrictive dieting. So a lot of the fad diets, the quick fixes that promise you to, you know, lose 20 pounds in a week or in a week or tell you to cut out all carbs in order to see results. Um, So we want to ditch that mindset and we want to achieve lifelong results, achieve fat loss that actually lasts longer than about two weeks um, and really just be able to experience food freedom, to be able to eat your favorite foods um, and not really have to restrict anymore and still be able to see those results. So um, before we dive in, just a little bit about me, who I am. So my name is Peyton Clark. For those who don't know me, I'm a online health and fitness coach specializing in busy, working, struggling women who are just always tired, They're always exhausted, they have very little energy, and they struggle just keeping fat off or losing fat in the first place. They've gone through all those diets, they've cut their calories, they've eaten 1200 calories, you know, they've done all the things, they've ran on the treadmill, and nothing just really works, and it it really just leaves you with low confidence and a, a bad relationship with food. And we really help those women figure out how to find exercise that they actually enjoy and that actually works, that actually gives them those results, how to ditch that mindset and actually eat more food and enjoy more of their favorite foods and social events and all that kind of fun stuff 
So today's main objective is to really just help each and every single one of you break free from the constraints of restricting di restrictive dieting and help you to embrace that food freedom mindset, how to actually enjoy food without compromising your goals, how to get rid of any guilt or anxiety associated with um, just the restrictive dieting and you know really, really just focusing on restoring your relationship with food. Um, and one fun statistic that I wanted to add in here before we kick things off, According to a study by the University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA, at least 80% of the people who have lost weight through restrictive dieting practices actually regain it again within two years. So most people who do the fad diets, the quick fixes, they end up putting it back on. So all of their hard work, all of the misery, the pain that goes through restricting your foods and just burning yourself on, out on the treadmill, it's all for nothing because you just end up back where you were, you end up back at square one, and most times they even add on more pounds to that. So um, it's definitely something that really breaks at your confidence, it, it lowers it a lot um, because you know you work so hard to do this and, and ultimately you failed. But the thing about diet culture and the fad diets is they're setting you up to do that because it's so restrictive. It's not freeing. So you're almost guaranteed, like 80% of the people gain it back. You're pretty much guaranteed to get back, right back to square one if you follow these things because that's what it's designed to do. Now everything that I just explained, that is the cycle of restricted restrictive dieting. It's called yo-yo dieting where you gain a bunch of or you lose a bunch of weight, then you gain it back. You're just yo-yoing back and forth. You're stuck in that vicious cycle. Um, and oftentimes it leads to additional weight gain. So a few other things to note, it can increase the risk of heart disease, diabetes, lead to muscle loss and a slower metabolism. It's just overall not a great way to lose fat, specifically for um, when, like when we're talking about slower metabolism. As you you know eat less and less, your metabolism through meta metabolic adaptation it adapts to that lower number. So it's actually making it harder for you to lose fat because your body's used to the low calories. So then any you know more calories that you introduce takes time to adjust. So that's often like what happens when you go through a long period of time where you're under eating, you eat a donut, let's say, and you feel like you gained five pounds on the scale. That's kind of what this means. Um, your body's just kind of adapting to that. It doesn't mean that it wouldn't level off, but ideally not a, a perfect solution for weight loss. Um, it can also cause feelings of failure, failure, like we kind of talked about, despair, body dissatisfaction because you're going through all these phases, you're never really learning and loving your body um, in the phases that it's at. You're kind of just seeing your body in all these different aspects and it's never good enough, you never feel good, you never have that food freedom, you're always feeling like restrictive, so it can really just mess with your, your body image. So how can we get away from that restrictive dieting? How can we actually enjoy foods without guilt while still like achieving results? So that's where food freedom comes into play. So what this basically is, it's just the joy of eating healthy food or just, that's supposed to say just food in general, not just healthy food, without anxiety or guilt, acknowledging that all foods can have a place in a balanced diet. It's all about really understanding your body's nutritional needs and honoring your hunger and satiety cues. So being able to go to social events 
and not feeling like you can't have a cookie or you can't have a burger, but being able to understand that it's okay to have those cravings and you can, like one burger is not going to kill your results. Like you eat 28 meals a week, hopefully, or something around that, 21, 28, and what's one meal gonna do? Is it really gonna derail your progress? No. So being able to experience that while also releasing the guilt that's associated with that will really just lead to long-term consistency because if you have that better relationship with food, it's it becomes one meal instead of one meal feeling like you derailed your progress and you failed today, so why not just overindulge on other all the other foods that you've restricted? That just leads to more food overall, which causes that restrict binge cycle, which then you're stuck in a cycle again that causes you to say, I'll start over again on Monday. So, and being able to embrace that all food have a place, all food can have a place in your diet can make you feel like you don't have to overindulge because you're not really restricting foods. It's just how you live. You live with food freedom. Um, but it's really just the benefits of food freedom. You also have improved physical health, kind of relating to, to what we just mentioned earlier. Being able to embrace all kinds of foods means that you're getting your nutrients in, you're hitting your protein goals, you feel good overall, you're able to hit those, the physical goals, the body composition goals. You have decreased stress around eating. Now, this one's huge, especially if what I just explained is anything like what, like where you're at right now, where you have a lot of stress around social events because you are classifying foods as good or bad. You have that classification, so then when you go to eat a, ba a bad food, your subconscious thinks that that food is bad, so it's gonna make you feel guilty, it's gonna shame you for eating that, and that causes a lot of stress and anxiety around eating, feeling like you just completely trashed your progress. Um, but experiencing food freedom means that you don't really have that stress anymore you're not there's no good or bad food there's just foods that might be a little bit more nutritious and there's foods that maybe aren't as nutritious but if we're um, practicing that balance and we have that freedom it doesn't really matter we're, we still have that balance we're getting all the nutrients that we need so it decreases the stress we have better body image because we have more confidence we have more freedom and if you remember what I mentioned earlier about how just the fad diets can make you feel like a failure. You're always miserable, so therefore you're never happy in the body that you're in. Because you have a good relationship with food, you're confident with where you're at and the decisions that you're making when it comes to your food, you can look at your body with more appreciation because you know that the actions that you've done brought your body to this point and you feel good about that. Um, so you have a better body image and also likely if you are experiencing food freedom and you have the right balance, you are hitting the right macronutrients most of the time, you're going to hit your body goals anyway, you're going to hit the composition goals anyway, so it kind of like, you're, you're already on your way to the body that you originally wanted, except now you get all the perks of enjoying all the different kinds of foods. And overall, you just have an improved quality of life. I think everything that I, I already explained kind of goes into this, like just way more confidence, way more freedom. You're not stressing all the time. Stress has just a crazy impact on your body. You don't want to add any more than work already brings on. Like you want to try and limit your stress and food can be so stressful if you let it. So really just an overall improved quality of life. You feel so much better. It is truly, truly life-changing. Now I've talked a lot about labeling foods as good or bad, but in order to really like 
break that mindset, we need to shift it. So we need to view food as nourishment and not the enemy. There's nothing inherently bad about carbs. What, like there's nothing bad about it. So why are we, why do we think that carbs is what's causing us to lose weight? So we have to get rid of all the pasta and we have to get rid of all the bagels. I'll tell you one thing. I eat bagels every single day. I eat bread. I eat all these things. Of course, like different foods can impact every single person. So I don't want to just not mention that. Like, uh, it, it can affect you, but there's nothing necessarily bad. Like carbs don't cause you to gain weight. So you need to break out of that mindset stop labeling foods and you need to really just every single time you eat something just don't think of it as good or bad or healthy or unhealthy just think of it as fuel think of it as nourishment you're giving your body the nutrients the vitamins and all that that it needs to survive you're fueling it for your long day of work so your brain can be productive you're giving it energy so that you can play with your kids you're giving it fuel so that you can lift a lot of weight in your workout like you want to think of it like that and not that you have to limit as much food as possible and just get rid of everything because it's going to make you fat that's not the way to look at food it's not the enemy it's here to provide for us it's um here to serve us like it is our nourishment and we have to make sure that we remember that and overall the long-term impact of food restricted restriction can just lead to a bunch of nutrient deficiencies, especially if you're like hardly eating at all. You're missing out on a lot of things and it, uh, causing a lot of health problems down the road. Decreased bone density, hormonal imbalances, and psychological stress, just to name a few. Now that we understand the mindset that we need to be in, let's talk a little bit about the science of nutrition. So there's macronutrients and there's micronutrients, and they're both essential for energy, growth, repair, and various bodily functions. We wanna make sure that we're getting um, a balanced diet and we have a, a good balance of each of them, and that means that it comes from a variety of different foods. So we're not just eating one thing or just eating one thing. Like we have a good balance. Um, and this just helps to avoid overconsumption of every any single nutrient. You know, we don't have like super low protein, super low fat, and just like only eating carbs or, you know, vice versa. Um, but yeah, it's super important to understand what macronutrients do, um, micronutrients as well, what they are. So your proteins, fats, and carbs, and how much you specifically need for your body. And that's different for every single person. You just want to make sure you have a good balance. You're eating high protein, but you have a good, you're not just like cutting out fats because fats have a purpose. An avocado is a great source of fats, but you want to make sure you're having, you have that in there. Um, same with carbs. You don't ditch carbs because you think that they make you fat. You don't ditch fat because you think that it makes you fat. Everything serves a purpose in order to keep you feeling yourself or feeling your best and in order to keep your body operating properly. So just some practical tips for achieving food freedom. So here's two little tips that I can give you. So intuitive eating is one framework that we can focus um, on and it just helps you tune into your body's signals, break the, the cycle of chronic dieting and heal your relationship with food. So what this looks like, and you already have to have a decent understanding of macronutrients before you go into this. So you need to know, you know, how much protein you should be eating, how much carbs you should be eating, how much fats that you should be eating, and how that makes your body feel. And then that way you can really truly break away from that um, and start to achieve, you know, and go into intuitive eating. If you just go straight into intuitive eating with no idea how to actually feel your body and what macronutrients you need, 
and how it makes you feel, you're really just going into it blindly and that's no way to really achieve body recomposition or body composition results and food freedom. You're really just kind of setting yourself up for failure there. So I would recommend tracking a little bit, um, researching these different macronutrients, how to actually get enough of them, what makes you feel good, what recipes that have all these things taste good to you, something that you can stay consistent with. Um, and then once you're comfortable, comfortable there, then go into intuitive eating where you don't have to rely on the scale, scale anymore. And you can kind of just look at, you know, a meal and be like, okay, that's my protein. That's my carbs. That's my fats. But there's my veggies. This is a good balanced meal and it's going to give me everything that I need to make me feel my best. So that's what it comes to like with intuitive eating. And that way, since you're not, you know, relying on a scale, or since you don't have a set you know, meal plan or set calories to hit or any restrictions, you can then know like, okay, on the weekends, I had a pretty good breakfast today. I had a decent lunch. I can afford, like, it's okay if I eat a burger tonight or if I eat an ice cream cone or if I eat both. Like, I know that I'm getting my other macronutrients like most of the meals out of the week, so it's okay if I do that. But you need to have a good understanding of macronutrients before you dive into that. And then the second thing is gonna be your hunger and satiety cues. So really listening to your body. Is it hungry or are you eating out of boredom? Are you just, like, are you full or do you actually need food? Um, so that's kind of the biggest thing to really ask yourself. Because a lot of times, you know, when it comes to overeating, it most of the time has a lot to do with emotional eating, whether it's because you're stressed and you are just coping with food, you're sad and you're coping with food, you feel like a failure and you're coping with food, like you failed your diet, so you're getting into those cravings. Like most of the time, it has something to do with your emotions. So really take a step back, ask yourself, okay, am I hungry or am I not? hungry? Am I, am I actually full and I'm just my body, my, my mind's telling me that I'm hungry, but really I'm bored. So if I'm bored, what can I do to not be bored so I don't resort to food? Um, so that's one way to do it. Another thing when it comes to cravings, asking yourself, do I really, really want this? Am I actually craving this? Or could I go for a substitute and be okay? Sometimes, like a lot of times, you know, I'm craving something unhealthy, if you want to call it just like for the context of this video, unhealthy. Um, let's say I'm craving a, a spicy chicken sandwich and fries from Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. I love my spicy chicken sandwiches, but do I need it every single day? No. I know it's not the best nutrition-wise for my body. Um, so when I do crave that, I can ask myself, all right, am I actually craving this? Am I actually hungry? Do I want this? Or do I, do I want to just maybe make my own chicken sandwich or get a grilled chicken sandwich, will that suffice? Most of the time it's a yes, go for an alternative, like I can be good with that. But sometimes I'm like, no, I want a spicy chicken sandwich. I'm gonna get a spicy chicken sandwich. So that's another thing to think about when you're just, you know, for achieving food freedom. Now when it comes to physical activity and meal planning, so you should be able to find physical activity that you actually enjoy. If you hate running, why do you feel like you need to run in order to lose weight? If you hate the elliptical and you hate, it's just boring doing this for like two hours at it like every single day, like I don't blame you, like that is very boring. Um, that's one reason why I don't touch a cardio machine unless I'm just going on the treadmill to get steps. Like. 
I, I don't remember the last time I've actually just ran on a treadmill for fun. Like that's not fun to me. So you should be able to find physical activity enjoyable. And um, I will always be a huge fan of weight training and just lifting weights because of how empowering it makes me as a woman feel. And a lot of my clients feel the same way. It's just great for building muscle, building lean muscle, um, which can help increase your metabolism, which can ultimately help you lose more fat in the long run because you have that increased metabolism. You can burn more calories. Um, it also, like I said, builds lean muscle so you can get that toned look that you want. So I will always, always, always recommend weightlifting or any type of resistance training. And there's multiple ways that you can do that for your personal enjoyment. Um, and if you do love running on the treadmill, go for it. Like if that's what you love and that's what keeps you moving, I'm, I'm here for it. If you love running outside, do that. If you don't like weights, that's fine. Find a different movement that you like. If you like group classes, that's good. Whatever keeps you moving, it's important to do that so that you don't start to view exercise as a punishment. You view it as a celebration for what your body can do. You love your body and so you give it this exercise because you want to take care of it. Once you start to view exercise as a punishment, you start to resent it and then it makes it like really close to impossible to even want to have that desire to work out because of what you relate it to. You relate it to punishing yourself. Nobody wants to punish ourselves. We want to love ourselves. And so if you have that in the back of your head, then you're never going to want to do it because you have that resentment. You built that resentment. So really just focus on, you know, loving your body and giving it exercise that you truly enjoy and that you can stick with. And then meal planning helps to reduce food-related stress and ensures a balanced diet. Um, so this is not about you know preparing restrictive meal plans like only 300 calories in breakfast, lunch, and dinner, 900 calories a day. Woo! Like no, we're not gonna do that. Okay, we want to fuel our body. Remember, um, but it's also just about having a variety of nourishing and delicious foods, um, making sure that we're getting all of our nutrients in and that's pretty much guaranteed and that we don't have to think about this every single day because that is just exhausting especially if you work full-time which I know a lot of you guys do you don't want to have to think about that in the middle of your work day oh crap I don't have lunch like what am I gonna do and then more often like more likely you're more likely to get that fast food and not pick something nutritious especially if you're starving at that point um, or skip it all together and then you're just like hangry at night and your emotions all over, are all over the place, your energy is just all at the floor. So neither of those are good options. If you just take two hours out of your weekend, Saturday or Sunday, and you really just sit down and you, you mentally and you, you mentally prepare and you write everything down and you type everything up and you figure out, okay, this is what I need to hit every single day when it comes to like your, your macronutrients. Um, th these are the meals that are going to get me there. Let's go ahead and prep these so that I have enough for every single day and that I can just take it and go, pop it in the microwave, and I know that these are gonna help me hit my goals. So all I have to do is stick to these and I'm good. I don't have to go off track. All these meals are delicious, they're all yummy, like we're good here. I just have to prep that. And it's not something that has to take, you know, two plus hours in the kitchen. It can literally take like less than two hours. If just take advantage of all all the things in your kitchen. Use your oven, bake your chicken, bake your veggies, use your crock pot. All you gotta do is throw everything in a crock pot. There's so many ways to save time in the kitchen. It doesn't have to be 
the most complex meals ever. Like the simpler the better. Use a bunch of spices, use sauces to shake things up and to add a little bit of variety, but stay simple and make sure that you pre prepare if you want to just better ensure your success throughout the week. So let's talk a little bit more about dealing with cravings. We already touched on this a little bit um, a few slides ago. So just something to know is that cravings are normal. It's okay to have cravings. I still have cravings. Um, and depriving yourself of these cravings all the time can often lead to overeating later on. Okay, let's say Monday through Friday, you are perfect. You hit all your meals. You have these cravings, but you ignored it. But then Saturday comes around and you get invited to a barbecue with some friends and they have chips, they have burgers, they have cookies, they have brownies, like they have all this stuff. You eat one thing, you think you failed, and then you overeat on it all because you restricted it. So if you just would have maybe given in to one craving and giving in doesn't, like giving into a craving doesn't have to be bad, especially if 80, percent of the time you are doing good like it's okay to give into those cravings because that's life you know god made these foods for us to enjoy most of the time um so we want to make sure that you know we give ourselves that balance we give ourselves that moderation um and this will just avoid the overeating later on if we just allow ourselves to have it you know on a not just on saturdays or sundays like we allow it throughout the week when we are craving that and then Practicing mindful eating, so this can also just help when you are, just every single day, slow down, savor the taste, the texture, the aroma of your food. This can just help you manage your cravings a lot more um, and also just improve your relationship with food. So just remember, achieving food freedom, ditching restrictive diets for good, like it's a process, especially, especially if you've gone years thinking this way. So it's not something that, you know, it's gonna change, like that doesn't happen. And you have to give yourself grace if you do get into, like if you still do beat yourself up for eating, you know, certain foods. Like it's not an easy process, it's a very personal journey. So when you're gonna achieve that is different for every single person, but it's important that you have all the tools and you have the knowledge and you just start working on it. Um, and over time, like you're going to see the benefits and maybe you do fall down a little bit and you, you binge or something, you overeat. The only way to get back up from that is to stay consistent with what you know to be true and to not beat yourself up for it. Give yourself grace. Progress is not always gonna be linear. You're not gonna go like this. There's gonna be bumps in the road, but the overall goal is to get you into an upward trajectory. But just understanding that it's okay if we have those dips, that's a part of the process. So I just wanna put that out there because this is not supposed to be rainbows and butterflies. This, this, this is hard. You're changing your mindset, you're changing your lifestyle in order to see long-term results over the quick fixes. So Natalia has been with me for about a year and a half as when she first joined. Now she had to stop coaching for about six or so months um, in the middle of that. So she was with me for about six months and then another like six months after that. Um, so when she first came to me, she was an athlete in college and she struggled a lot with her relationship with food, with um, binging and restricting and just approaching nutritious and just an overall balanced life. She struggled a lot mentally with her confidence. She was always pretty good with her fitness. Um, she had like a coach kind of tell her what to do the majority of her life, but we still implemented a few changes there. But our main focus was on fixing her relationship with food, 
shifting her mindset and helping her really achieve food freedom so that she can have that balanced diet, never feeling like she has to restrict and actually being able to enjoy social events. Like I told you guys, she was a college athlete. She had a very like perfectionist mindset. If she didn't follow her diet to a T, she feel like she, she felt like she failed. And so then she would overindulge. While Natalia has lost 13 pounds, which is amazing, her main story is not about the weight loss. Her main story comes from how she's able to now truly experience food freedom. She doesn't feel like she has to restrict on her nights out with her friends. She feels like she can go out to eat and actually be able to experience that balance guilt-free, be able to have a drink or have you know, the food that she wants with her friends and not derail her progress. And she actually can lose weight while doing this. And that's what's just so cool um, about her story is she is just amazing. She is the definition of work hard, put your mind to it, let's shift the mindset. Um, so she's definitely done amazing things and I can't wait to see what she has or continues to do. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about Natalia. I just want to thank you guys for watching and tuning in. I really hope that you got something from this and that you feel empowered and ready to ditch those restrictive diets and to really just achieve food freedom um, and be able to enjoy social events without feeling like you have to, you know, miss out on your favorite foods. So um, just remember, you can achieve food freedom. You don't need the, those restrictive diets. In fact, they're actually set up so that you don't see those long-term results. Um, and the only way to really free yourself of food guilt and to be able to improve, improve your relationship with food and to really see those body composition changes that you want is to just fully accept food freedom and really shift that mindset towards um, food and exercise. So drop any questions that you have in the comments, but I hope that you enjoyed and that you really gained something from this. See you guys in the next masterclass. Thank you for joining me today on Embracing Abundance. It's been a joy sharing this space and journey with you. And if today's episode resonated with you, I'd be so grateful if you could take a moment to leave a review, share it on social media, or with someone you think would benefit from it. For more insights, daily inspiration, and just more about my life, connect with me over on Instagram at Trainer Payton. Stay inspired, stay abundant, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.